What's up, homies? I'm just hopping on here because I wanted to let you guys know about the holiday Q&A giveaway that we are currently doing over on our Homies of Horror Instagram page. Next week, we'll be having a bonus episode coming out that is just a holiday-themed little fun episode, and we wanted to have a Q&A portion on that, so we need some questions from you homies. If you go to our page and scroll down, you'll see a um, post that says giveaway on it. Please comment a question that you would like for us to answer in that episode. Once you comment that question, it automatically enters you into our giveaway. For the giveaway, we will be giving one of you a Homies of Horror hoodie. The giveaway is open to enter all the way through Sunday, December 20th. So at the time of recording this, you have about a week left to submit a question for us. So please go check that out. We look forward to answering some of these questions and giving a hoodie out to one of you homies. Now let's get on to the episode where I will be saying what's up homies again. What's up, ho ho homies? I'm Erica. <laughs> and I'm Roshane J. And thank you guys so much for coming and hanging out with us today as we continue um, riding our sleigh through our holiday themed episodes. How many bars, Erica? How God many <laughs> how many holiday related things can I can I say in this <laughs> intro? Um, I'm jingle gonna guess bells, eggnog. Uh, yeah, hope you're sipping on some eggnog while you're listening to us jingle all the way through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, um, this, is it. this is gonna be all month, isn't it? This is the whole month. <laughs> I told you this is all month. Also, I wasn't kidding last week, homies, when I said that. I will be starting every single episode with saying the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. This um, is true. It's the best way to bring happiness to us, to bring joy to yourselves. You'll feel good. We'll feel good. So please go ahead and go to our Apple Podcast page. Go ahead and tap us a little rating and write us out a little review if you'd like. We would love to see what you homies have to say. Um, so that wraps up that introduction. <laughs> How are you doing today, Roshane? Oh, I'm not doing bad. I'm not doing bad. Um, I'm here located in L.A. So, like, I have the Christmas spirit, even though the weather will never uh, mirror that. And mm -hmm. so I'm still looking out at, like, partly cloudy, sunny days. Um, but that being aside, I think it's fun seeing everybody, you know, via online and stuff, showing all their Christmas ornaments and everything. Like people have been going all out, at least on my social medias, like mm -hmm. the people who I've seen are decked out, like their homes are, they've, they've got the lights everywhere. All the Christmas trees are up already. 
Um, you see ornaments in random places hanging from random trees outside their houses. Like, I love it. I love that everybody, despite how treacherous 2020 has been, is being able to keep the holiday spirit going. So that's fun to see. Uh, yeah. What about yourself? Oh, you know, it's been good. Just been hanging out, um, watching a bunch of holiday baking shows per usual. Mm-hmm. I have had a chance to, I didn't work very much last week, um, but I've gotten a couple more shifts this week. So I've had a chance to catch up on some podcast episodes that I've had been meaning to catch up on because I usually listen to podcasts when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not Ooh, any, there, I'm Any slapping. that you want to shout out right now? Oh, <laughs> I'm so happy you bring it up because yes, I do have a couple that I would like to shout out <laughs> <laughs> to once again spread the holiday cheer. Um, so first and foremostly, I would <laughs> like to <laughs> shout out uh, Say Pod and Die because I've been blowing through their episodes. They are a Goosebumps podcast they read all of the goosebumps books and break them down and not only does it feed my nostalgic soul but it's just so interesting to hear them break them down because they like go into detail and it's fun to like they talk about a lot of i don't know i was more of i guess the tv show kind of a person i feel like mm-hmm. I didn't really read the books that often unless they were choose your own um, ending. Yeah, same. So I think nice. those are the only ones that I really read were the choose your own. Yeah. So it's just nice to like hear more about the books and see like how true the episodes were to the books. Mm-hmm. So I'm all caught up on their episodes. I also have been listening to um, the Poorer podcast. I think I the poorer hot yes I think that's it I think that's it yeah I started checking them out recently as well I'm I'm honestly surprised that I said that correctly so (laughs) thank you thank you for that um but yes they just started not too long ago so they have a couple episodes out I started I think I watched or watched I listened to their first episode like right after it came out I really enjoy theirs as well uh they are also like two hosts where one of them is really into horror and then the other one is not so much into horror. I don't know. I always like listening to that dynamic because it's interesting to hear things from someone who's not a huge horror fan. Like I always like hearing their perspective on things because I do think sometimes as horror fans, you can have like rose tinted glasses about certain things. Mm -hmm. So like it's interesting to hear things from somebody who is going into the movie not already being like oh i'm gonna love this um Mm -hmm. plus they're funny they just have like a funny a funny um dynamic yeah it's very true so even their even their social medias are very funny like i was kind of like scrolling (laughs) through it's like they they've they've definitely got a strong humor to them that i appreciate as a as a comedy connoisseur as a successful comedian myself, um, <laughs> I very much like their page. So yes, check them out. Check out their Instagram page as well. And last but not least, I have Slash You podcast. Um, I have been listening to their episodes as well lately. I really, really like their podcast because they cover those like cheesy 
kind of overlooked or forgotten horror films. Like they cover basically all campy horror films. Mm, and okay. they're they're all from like between most of them are from the 80s i'm fairly certain you already know i love the 80s horror films you also know i love the campy so These are, this is true very true and they talk about a lot of movies that i've never heard of before so like for even just putting me on to new movies i have to give them a shout out but also i love hearing them talk about the ridiculous things that happen in these movies so yeah that's what I've been listening to lately. Yeah. Ooh, can I throw one another one in there though? Is like uh, I've thank actually... you for asking, but you may not. Um, <laughs> moving on to the movie. T- <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna I was gonna throw in there that um, I've been recently listening to a lot more Porcelain Peak myself, um, mm-hmm. who have been super welcoming to us, like entering into the podcast world. And we recently, well, kind of recently, did a, a small episode with them um but listening through their stuff and like hearing them like after getting to like talk with them and then hearing their dynamic in their podcast they're they're just so good like they have they have such great chemistry um i think the history of how they met each other is really fun and Mm um you know i think a lot of people know of them but if you haven't yet that's definitely a podcast that you should totally check out because it's really good i think i've shouted them out before but like i've been like deep diving into them as of late yeah no, I agree. They're awesome. They just did 100 episodes, um, which is insane. So mm-hmm. you guys should go go check out their 100th episode. It's like broken up into two parts. You might hear us in the second part. Um, <laughs> go check that out and then check out all of their other episodes as well. So yeah, those are our shouts out, shout, shout outs for today (laughs) (laughs) i'll probably be shouting out uh, more people as the month goes on because like i said i'm like back on the podcast game and i'm blowing through them so i'll probably have more to shout out next week now shall we dive in to the holiday movie that we chose this week we would like to preface this movie with (laughs) saying that we are we're trying to pick out movies that maybe you haven't really heard of um, or like lesser known horror movies. Um, So we were on the hunt trying to find something. And this was one that neither one of us had heard of before. Am I right? Like you had never heard of this. No, I had no idea what this was, but I mean, mean, upon reading the title, I was like, this probably fits in very nicely with what we're doing this month. Oh, I I believe so. It's it's on Hulu. If you guys would like to check it out, they just added it for the holidays. And this movie is called Once Upon a Time at Christmas. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it came out in 2017, which do you think that makes sense? Like after watching Not this movie, even a little bit, but we will, <laughs> we will definitely go into that um, throughout this episode. But all right, before <laughs> before we get too deep into uh, our feelings about this movie, <laughs> let's uh, let let's talk plot. Let's talk synopsis. And mm-hmm. as always, homies, there are definite spoilers ahead, so be prepared for that. Um, but yes, Once Upon a Time at Christmas from director Paul Tanter, starring several people. I'll list off a few of uh, Sela Day Gaday, I believe. 
um, Simon Phillips, Brooke Fletcher, Laura Brady, and a couple other notable names. Um, so pretty much <laughs> when you're trying to figure out how to describe this movie, I think there's only one proper way. <clears throat> On the 12th day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten lords a-leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. If you make that a movie, then you have Once Upon a Time at Christmas. Roll credits. <laughs> I love, I loved listening to you um, quickly look up the lyrics because you I can't know, right? <laughs> which number goes with. It's okay. While I was watching this movie, I kept mixing. Look, once you get past what, like seven swans a swimming, or no. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm sorry. Once I get past eight maids a milking, nine, 10, 11, 12. I, I don't know. They're all the same. <laughs> They're like interchangeable, I'm fairly certain. So it's true. You know, this movie made me realize that I had not thought about this song in maybe like a decade. Yeah. The last time I had to sing this song in like middle school choir, and I haven't had to think about the lyrics since then. Also, <laughs> if I recall correctly, when we sang it in middle school, they added in a line. I think it's after like the 11 Lords a leaping or is it 10? Mm -hmm. Lords yeah. 11 Lords. No, no, it's 10 Lords a leaping. Uh, 11 see, Piper's piping. <laughs> okay. So 10 Lords a leaping. They added in a line for one of the girls to walk up to the microphone and say, well, actually I kept one of the Lords for myself. Or, I don't know. Something weird like that. Um, mm -hmm. Which looking back, what? Why would why would we have said that? We were like eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I was like twelve. But yeah, I haven't had to think one of those teachers uh, <laughs> had one too many glasses of eggnog, perhaps. Yeah, he was like, "What if I rewrote the?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, we sang a different version where we were breaking up with the guy the person that sent us that's what it was we were breaking up with the person that sent us the gifts so we were returning everything and that's why we kept one of the lords for ourselves because he was basically like our rebound boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> all right Again, moving out. <laughs> still weird but i guess that makes a little bit more sense let me tell so let me ask you because last week when we did santa jaws mm -hmm. you said that the beginning of that movie with the like killer Santa, you were like, oh man, I wanted to see more of that guy. Do you feel like this movie scratched that itch for you? <laughs> I think I uh, made a Christmas wish on our last episode. And I also think that I now very much regret that wish <laughs> because I think I got what I asked for Christmas and it is not at all what i yeah. wanted in it's any way actually cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> the i think the moral of this is please homies be careful with what you wish for because yeah. if you wish too hard you may get once upon a time at christmas <laughs>
dude where where to start we're okay i want to start oh go ahead yes please no 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 go go for it go for it where i would like to start is i want to start with these characters Mm -hmm. first we have the we have to have like the main friend group right we have like Mm -hmm. the three main girls we have the friend courtney who is basically just like horny 24 7 all she talks about is sex or wanting to have sex that's all her character is and then we have the lisa who i guess is meant to be kind of like the nerdy do good friend where she's like overachieving and she wants to be in the olympics she wants to be like an olympic swimmer so she Mm -hmm. has to be swimming all the time and then we Mm -hmm. have our main character um who jen who her personality is as flavorful of as a plain bowl of oatmeal. Like she has <laughs> nothing to her. She has nothing, right? Like I, I there's nothing I can say about her. She doesn't have, at least the other characters had like characteristics. A trait yeah. or something. Yeah, they were tropes, but at least they had something. Jen is just, she's just there to react to the forces around her. Yeah, what's funny is like, the movie very much presents that Jen is the main character, quote unquote. However, I did not really get that from the movie because like, A, I feel like we actually barely fucking saw Jen for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. And B, yeah, she had no personality whatsoever. And like, I don't even think that was so much the actor's fault. It's just like and all Jen was doing was stating things that we already knew every scene she was in. Right, or just reacting to the crazy things that her friends were saying or that, you know, were were happening around her. She is just there to be, like, our final girl, despite the fact that she really doesn't have very much. Really, I think our main characters are the sheriff and yeah, that's the deputy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because we, yeah. we, they definitely get way more screen time than, they get a lot than of Jen time. does the sheriff got a little bit too much screen time if you ask me this man somebody come get this man he he was kind of hard for me to take seriously i could i didn't buy him as like the in charge like leader of the pack he is just such a bumbling he kind of like everything happens and he's just like what what's going on huh yeah he's kind of He's kind of like the parent that you try and tell something to, but they have nothing to add to the scenario. You're like, dad, Jeff hit me. And he's like, well, you know, sometimes you get hit, son. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just kind of was like coasting through life, Cause like not every, remembering any of the facts. Like every time we see him, he's either, I feel like pulling up to a crime scene. Um, <laughs> yes where he is then just being filled in on the information of the crime that happened and doing like zero detective work whatsoever to put the pieces together or he is putting the pieces together a few seconds after somebody else put the pieces together and then restating them almost as if he put them together yeah yeah as if he solved the crime yeah and then the worst part is like the character that actually gave him the information then pretends they didn't have this information beforehand and just is like 
what are you saying, Sheriff? Have you figured this out? They're like, oh my God, Sheriff, you've done it. Even though they were the one who gave all of the information that the sheriff, the sheriff basically just like, it's like the person will state it in the form of a question and then the sheriff will state it as a statement. And then they're like, oh my God, you're right, Sheriff. I couldn't, I didn't even think about it that way. So essentially for the people that may or may not have seen the movie so far and didn't get it through the synopsis is we have a Mr. Claus and a Mrs. Claus that are going through the little town of Woodridge, which I had no idea for the record where this was supposed to be taking place. It's like outside of New York or something. That's what. So like there's a sign that says like Woodridge, like NY, which I assumed was New York. However, when I looked at the IMDb for this movie, it was said to be a movie placed in the UK. But then we looked up the actors and then a a chunk of the actors are like Canadian. But then like in the movie, a bunch of people have random accents from like varying parts of Europe. So I was like very confused where on the globe this particular Woodridge was supposed to be. Yeah, it's but it definitely it's like it definitely does take place where winter you get a ton of snow because one of the plot points in the movie is that it's snowing basically the entire movie. One of the later things they use to cut the town off is that there's this huge snowstorm so nobody can leave and nobody can get in. But anyway, we have this town called Woodridge where Mr. and Mrs. Claus, who are two psychopaths, are going around and killing people mercilessly in the design of the song, The 12 Days of Christmas. So every, for the 12 days leading up till Christmas, they are murdering people in a poetic rendition of the song and that's essentially the plot and we have these two we have the sheriff and his trusty deputy trying to figure this out while people are just getting slaughtered in mass for 12 days straight and then jen and her friend group get involved because they realize about halfway through the killings they realize that most of the people who have been killed have some kind of connection to jen and her family Mm -hmm. Um, so that's how she ends up getting wrapped up in it. And we have like, can we please talk about the Jolly Joker and Holiday Harley Quinn? Like, did you get that or was that just me? My first note for this entire movie is Harley Quinn. Is that you? This lady was putting on her best Harley Quinn impression Mm -hmm. for this Mrs. Claus thing. And they definitely were going for those kind of vibes. Um, yeah. 100%. Oh, of course. Like, definitely. They have her. She wears her hair in, like, pigtails. She carries around a baseball bat that she, like, swings around and throws up on her shoulder. She dresses, like, very, fairly provocatively. She She's laughs. She's random cartwheels every maniac- two seconds. Random cartwheels. She laughs maniacally. Sometimes she walks like she's Quasimodo, I don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like Harley Quinn if Harley Quinn wanted to be Mrs. Claus. So, except she has a Southern accent that does not sound real. That's the thing. She's she's got a Southern <laughs> accent, and fucking Santa Claus has an Irish accent. Like, where are we, movie? Where does this Woodridge yeah. exist? I'm confused and then mostly everybody else has a canadian accent but yeah so she's harley quinn and then he is crazy 
He like screams a lot and laughs a lot. He has like metal teeth. (laughs) All of his teeth are gone (laughs) because like basically, and they both escaped from an insane asylum because we find out that the two of them were in an insane asylum. It burned down and they somehow were able to escape, but he took out all of his teeth and left them at the crime scene so that people would think that he had died. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, now he has a bunch of like fake teeth. They're running around laughing, killing people left and right. He uses an ax throughout most of the movie. That's what this movie needed more weapons. Like he usually uses an ax. She usually uses a baseball bat, but then she also has a crossbow sometimes. Just cause. Just cause. Because, yeah, why not have a crossbow as well? But it will rant, like, she'll randomly have that. But so the way that they get a bear trap at some point. Oh, yeah. She gets a bear trap as a gift from him at some point. It's the smallest bear trap I've ever seen, though. Didn't it look small? Yeah, it was hella tiny. For cubs. Yeah, it was like (laughs) the smallest bear trap. It got a baby bear trap. Yeah, baby bear trap, but it manages to catch somebody's foot somehow. Um, But so, yeah, a lot of the ways that they kill people are they have to like bash people or, you know, use the axe to cut into people or shoot them with an arrow. We do get one death where they set a car on fire with the people inside. But oh, and then we do get one death where they wrap Christmas light. They use christmas lights to cut somebody's throat i guess no i'm pretty sure they just got axed in the throat and then they and they wrapped them in wrapped them in christmas lights i think that i think they were just being a little festive with that particular axe kill gotcha dude i don't fucking know this movie felt like a bad christmas fan fiction of batman minus batman (laughs) yeah it was so like i was offended by this movie man like i'm not even gonna hold back my opinion like towards the end like this movie was so bad (laughs) it was so bad i will say where i will give this movie credit is i did like the idea of the 12 days of christmas being the basis for all of the kills right because it was just fun to me to try and figure out like oh what's coming up next okay well this is probably what the killing is gonna be like that part was fun to me but they just weren't as creative like that's you you laid that groundwork okay now build upon it but then it ended up being just them walking around just swinging at people it's also rated r i thought it was going to be a lot more gory than it actually is you don't really see the majority of the kills honestly that's probably a fucking good thing because the ones that you do see do not fucking look good like the cgi like if you look closely at the the cgi it is the arrows when she shoots people with the arrows like you can see the arrow like floating where they're like where it's supposed to be on their body with the cgi like when he act when he hits somebody with the axe the blood splatter is like nowhere near their body like it's very clear that they attempted to do all this stuff in post but it looks like a made for tv movie even though this movie had about a million dollar budget 
which blows mm-hmm. my fucking mind. And it would have been cheaper for them to do practical effects than to use CGI. So I don't know why they didn't just get some blood bags and call it a day. Like, I don't, especially for the axe. I'm like, I don't know. I could see how maybe the arrow was like a little bit more complicated. But if that's the case, then why does she have to kill people with a crossbow? Has nothing to do with anything else. Like, why did you give her a crossbow if you knew that you were going to have to go like full Looney Tunes to film those deaths? Yeah. Just keep it it a baseball bat. See, the thing that messed me up with the 12 days is I agree. It was a creative idea for um, like, how are we going to make a Christmas horror movie? Well, why don't we make a horror movie based on the song? Okay, I can vibe with that. That's cool. But what took me out outside of like the rest of the terrible movie, what took me out of that part of the movie is how long it took the police force to actually figure out that that was what was happening because they didn't realize that they were killing in lieu of this song until like the 10th fucking verse, my dude. Yeah, the 10th, like, and the only reason that they figured it out was... Okay, so (laughs) let's go because each death, it's so funny because once you realize that that's what's going on, like once you realize that they're killing after that song, Mm -hmm. everything in the plot becomes so convoluted because they have to set up these deaths. Like in the very beginning, Jen's boyfriend, who is about... Uh, probably 42 years old. They're supposed to be like 18. (laughs) But her boyfriend comes over and he gives her this invitation to this drum festival. And in Mm -hmm. my head, when I first heard it, I was like, that's so weird, a drum festival. But then once you realize what's going on, you're like, oh, 12 drummers drumming. Like, that's what it is. They set up her friend Lisa is like a swimmer and her last name is Swan. So then you're like, okay. Swans are swimming like they had they kill these people <laughs> when they kill the family and they say that their last name was the Frenchens and it's like <laughs> three French hens. <laughs> it's like, bruh, it's y'all so tried convoluted, so. but it's so obvious because their last name is Frenchens. It's like they got the two. The couple gets killed at Turtle Dove point it's so obvious and the police have this giant board that basically has these words in bold because they're trying to tell the audience that's what's going on but the police don't realize that's what's going on until they figure out like at the very first death they killed a guy whose last name was partridge and they left a pair at the scene of the crime <laughs> in the very beginning when they they get the like fruit the cops just assume it's an apple even though it very obviously looks like a pear like they yeah. assume it's an apple and so then when they finally mention later that it was a pear then the sheriff is like oh my god oh my god at that point like what 64 people have died half this town has been wiped out i'm pretty sure we were at the 10 lords of leaping by the time they've they were able to figure out that james partridge was killed and a pair was left (laughs) by his fucking body it took this community's best boys in blue 
10 <laughs> verses to figure this to figure out the song not only that we had a moment where six geese oh get, my god get killed and they're all laying out and he find the police officer finds a book at the scene that says six geese a slaying and i said that sir what that's literally how do you not figure that out like are you kidding me they literally gave you <laughs> they gave you the evidence to be like oh my god this is what they're doing and then <laughs> when he when they do the the swans of swimming he goes to the pool and there's little like paper birds set up at the side of the pool and he's the one who decides that they're swans. Like he even says, "There were swans, sir. Seven swans at the, <laughs> sign of, at the scene of the crime." There were I'm seven like, swans at the swimming pool. I just, I can't pool. piece, I can't piece this together. I, can't I don't figure it out. The eight, he had eight milkmaid machines, and they all got messed up. Like, I'm like, what, Bro. what's the connection here? I don't. What's I just, the connection? Uh, how are we gonna figure this out? And then they say, when the sheriff figures out what's going on, he's like, we've been, we've been looking at this all wrong. We thought the numbers correlated with the days. By that time, the date is December 24th. What do you mean the numbers correlated with the days? They started all that stuff on like what? They started that on December 14th. On the 14th, yeah, or something like that. So what, did, what do you mean? They didn't start killing people December 1st, so... Why would the numbers correlate with the days? Why? How did you get this job, sir? <laughs> I want to say, like, I'm surprised this town hasn't had more crime up until this point because the powers that be that are supposed to be protecting the people of this town are very clearly not capable of doing that. I mean, can we talk about this fucking mayor and how on God's green earth that man is mayor of a town? He seems like somebody's creepy uncle, which I think he even makes a lie yes. about going to see his niece at a strip club. This is the mayor of this town, homie. Yes. Like he says what? he says that he's super pre he's going to go visit the strip club because it's his niece's first night of work and he's excited to go see her. Aren't you going to a strip club this week? Yeah. Because I put money into the local economy. I support local business, and I get to see the voters up close. Very close up, I'm sure. Yeah, I am particularly looking forward to seeing my niece. She's all grown up now. Just starting evictions. Um, Sheriff, can you please arrest this man? <laughs> like what? You can't just, what? Why was that even included? It's like not necessary, first of all. Second, I'm tired of, I feel like ever since Jaws came out, everybody always feels the need to be like, oh, the, the person running the town is incompetent and they don't understand the danger. But this guy is so over the top. There is a serial kill. You're a small town. And there's a serial killer running around murdering people like in cold, like everywhere. Like this guy is murdering people in clubs. He doesn't care. He's killing people all over town. 
And you don't want to put a curfew on the town. You don't want to close the mall because it's Christmas. I was like, bro, your whole town's about to be dead. It doesn't right. matter that it's. He's like, I don't want to lose out on money. I'm like, how much money are you making anyway? According to y'all, there's only about what 112 people in this town. You all mm-hmm. and 40 of them have already died <laughs> at this point. So like, why don't you just close up shop for a minute? Like he's so evil for no reason. And the there's people being murdered left and right. And like, again, it's a small town. So there's absolutely no way that the people of this town don't know that this is happening. Like, even if they're keeping their like their mouths kind of shut about like what's actually like, OK, there's a serial killer out there. But they know people are dying, like people that they know are dying and yet they're just going about their lives like ain't shit going on like nobody seems to alter their lives at all the Mm -hmm. the the main family being one of the biggest offenders because (laughs) they know about this shit from like day two of stuff going on and yet on several occasions we see people walking in and out of their fucking house because they never locked the goddamn front door. Never. I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Never. I also I also hate that this is like a scare that a lot of horror movies use that I wish that they would retire and like come up with something else is the somebody like because there's a point where after they know that they're being targeted, like after Jen and her family know they're being targeted, they, they like add this extra security where every time the door opens, it says like front door open. So there's a part where she's sitting at home and she hears that. And so somebody's in the house and Jen's like, mom, nobody answers. And then she's like, dad, nobody answers. And she's screaming it. And then she says, whoever's out there, like, you need to show yourself now. And it ends up being her friend, Courtney. But I'm like, Courtney, girl, why did you just say something? something? Why did you take no sense? First of all, it took you way too long to walk into the living room. What were you doing? What were you doing in that time? (laughs) Why did it take you a full minute to get here? And secondly, why didn't you feel the need to say anything until you were until she could see you like you know that there's a serial killer after you Jen. watched four of your friends get yeah. murdered right in front of you by this person and yet still you are walking into someone else's house unannounced, unannounced. and then not <laughs> replying to them when they are calling out to you for what dramatic effect i'm sorry girl I, bye. I was like why are you being so weird courtney like just speak <laughs> say something like dang and yeah so then Not only that, Jen knows that she's being targeted and she was left a note that said, I'll see you on the 12th day by and it was like signed St. Nick. So she knows that like eventually Santa Claus is coming for her. And yet on the 12th day, she goes to the drum festival. Girl, what? And she doesn't say anything like she doesn't bring police with her it'd be one thing if maybe they escorted her there no Mm -hmm. she goes by herself and then she meets up with her friends and i'm like you are being you just you brought the serial killer i mean they were gonna go there anyway but if i was her and i'm in my head like okay i know on the 12th day the serial killer is gonna follow me why would i bring him to a place where all my friends and my loved ones are right 
why are you, why do you want everybody to die jen that is what i'm saying is like these characters are not at all operating like there is mass murder happening in this town in Mm -hmm. any way and it's just so it's so goddamn distracting because it's like (laughs) there 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 are levels of like character stupidity that i can kind of let slide but the level of character stupidity that each and every one of the characters in this movie hits is just it's legendary it's astronomical this movie should get awards for just how dumb these characters are throughout the course of it and okay we need to talk about the the feds that come in so ah yes the the (laughs) amazing ever useful feds that came to save the day let's talk about them they bring the feds in after the fourth death so the fourth death or the four what is it four Four calling birds or four calling birds yes which that one a fucking stretch because i didn't look this up but like apparently according to them um birds is a british term for women which homies let us know if that's a thing because i have i don't know confirm i can confirm confirm that is a thing only from watching love island um have i discovered that that yes so that is the thing okay all right i take it back then however please continue but it's so funny that they did that because obviously the guy the the santa claus is british so he interprets that and uses it to kill these four women right but everybody else in the town is american and so they don't make that correlation so they have to have the forensic guy be british because they have to have somebody mention that birds is what they call women in the uk like they had to have him be british otherwise they never would have discovered that that is what that is and in my head i was like okay you guys killed it's just such a stretch i'm like you guys killed you took some liberties with like the gisa lang you took some liberties with the maids of milking and didn't kill people for those but you had to do this like all these backflips to make the bird one make sense right i don't know i guess also they killed those women inside of the bar bathroom so i guess we're just supposed to assume that they just went into the bathroom murdered them in cold blood and then they walked out still carrying an axe and a crossbow like through the bar (laughs) I, i believe it I believe it because they seem to be able to do that everywhere in the town. Because I don't know if we're supposed to believe Santa, who is a regular guy. It is confirmed that he is just a regular, insane dude. Mm Ex-military. Ex-military. But somehow he's got the mystical power of Santa teleportation because this man can just appear behind you anywhere in any way. And even walk up to you in broad daylight in front of several people and still axe you to death. And no one even attempts to stop him. Yeah. Like and get away, even though he has um, his little hunch, hunched nem- like <laughs> accomplice <laughs> with him, running around laughing at the top of her lungs. Even though she's like always right behind him. Yeah, nobody, nobody notices anything weird going on. But yeah, so after that death happens, they call the feds in because they need some assistance. The main fed guy. Mm. he had his act he was like this is my moment i'm gonna take it and i am going to enunciate as much as i possibly can (laughs) he was like every single word he said he 
over enunciated it because he wanted to make sure that everybody could understand what he was saying but it was so distracting they're like robots the way that they acted and i don't know if that's just what they think like federal agents would be like in person Mm -hmm. or they interpreted feds as men in black somehow i don't know but like they were going with some weird like we're we're the we're the backup. We're the cavalry. We, yeah. We're going to handle this situation. Yeah. They're like, don't worry. We'll take it from here. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so they come in. They're only there for a day. And then the next night, <laughs> they come in and completely slaughter all of the federal agents. There were five of them present. Five <laughs> with guns. <laughs> All of them had guns and they were inside of the police station. And somehow Pinky and the Brain were able to come in and murder all of them only using a baseball bat and an axe. In, in like 60 seconds or less, by the way, because. Yes. The shot we get is it's like the main dude, right? He's like, all right, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee, guys. And so we do this long, like, single of him walking down to the other side of the of the uh, police office to grab himself a cup of coffee. And then we follow him back on the same shot. And when he comes back, everyone is just murdered. And it looked like what was funny to me is that everyone was murdered, right? But they were murdered in like the exact same spot that they were. So it <laughs> yeah. almost was as if Santa and his helpful hench henchwoman walked in there. No one moved. Everyone stayed in their seats and they proceeded to one by one just kill all of them. They didn't even have a time to react. Yeah. So they're just still they're still sitting in their chairs or like hunched over the desk that they may were standing behind none of them even had a chance to scream how or get a shot off because and then when they kill the final federal agent once he comes back and santa kills him we hear him screaming up a storm so how did they kill the other officers without any of them making a noise Yo, they what? came in there like straight up ninja assassins, <laughs> like yeah. just slit everyone's everyone's throat in sixty seconds or less, and then hid in the shadows for the last federal agent to walk in. But that yeah. that's the through line for like every single kill, though. Is like none of them make sense that they got away with them. They right. just in broad daylight, like the fucking strip club scene, like. <laughs> Can we talk about the fucking strip club scene? Because that shit was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. First off, first, we have Mrs. Claus somehow was able to infiltrate and become one of the strippers for this one set of kills. Because she's on stage dancing up a storm and nobody's like batting an eyelash at it. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, no, she's been here for years. Like, that's that's Mrs. Claus. She she works that pole like nobody else. And Mm -hmm. then... And then Santa somehow gets through, I'm assuming, bouncers and security, which is normally in place at a strip club, with a giant axe and covered in blood and just very casually walks in and starts hacking away at people. Yeah. And and somehow, because they use that to fulfill their 10 and their 11. So 
why weren't people running out? Like, people were just running around in circles. Nobody was trying to escape the strip club. It's like they were just running around confused and scared inside of the strip club. So they were able to kill a bunch of people. Apparently, the way that they frame it, the the sheriff says, bring a bring a lot of body bags or something. So it makes it seem like they were able to kill a lot of people. There's one guy who is sitting by who is sitting next to Mayor McCheese and he is still sitting there like as as Harley Quinn is killing the mayor, he's still just sitting there. Like he doesn't even try and get up and run. So he gets killed. And then yeah, all the, the strippers just accept death. Yeah, the strippers yeah. just run around in circles on, around the pole. <laughs> oh yeah, they run around on the stage. I'm like, hop off. Like at least try and make a run for it. You have time. His axe is currently stuck inside of that man's spinal cord. Like you can leave <laughs> while he gets his axe out. But no, they just kind of take their time and so they're able to take out a bunch of them but and tell me why from a production standpoint i just gotta ask this question because i could not unsee this shit so this is all happening like we get the pov inside the strip club as the killings start and then i guess we cut to the police office where they're watching the cctv recording of what happened there tell me why (laughs) there's a moment where um harley quinn is like beating people with a baseball bat right and then there's like one person's body is just like laying on the ground and -hmm. you can very clearly see the actress playing harley quinn taking the baseball bat and just hitting the floor in front of where the body's head is supposed to be and like clearly not hitting anything she's straight up just taking the bat and like slamming it across the ground and i'm like I refuse to believe that your editor did not see that shit. And I would like to know why you kept that in. Because well, nobody yeah. nobody asked for that footage. None of us asked to see that footage. If you knew that you weren't going with practical effects there to actually see the baseball bat go into somebody's skull, why would you blatantly show that shit in the final product? Yeah, just cut it. It's like when they... With the the three French hens, when the <laughs> when the police officer goes to the house and he's like walking through their house, the daughter, um, there's a moment where they like are focused on the policeman in the background, and then they like change focus to the daughter laying there dead in the foreground. She blinks in the <laughs> shot. She blinks, and I thought that I was like, oh shit, she's still alive, like. Maybe she survived and she's going to, like, give them some info. No, she was dead. The actress just couldn't keep her eyes open. I was like, why didn't you cut that out? Why? We didn't need that shot. Because when she blinks, it's, like, transitioning from Mm -hmm. the police officer to her. I was like, why? We didn't even need to transition to her. We know she's dead. So just cut that shot out and just keep the shot of the police officer. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to have, like, editorial mistakes in your movie and like key parts of the movie that just like maybe you only got one take of that or like you were only able to get that once so it's like you kind of have to cut around it i can actually let that go as long as it's not like super blatant right but when you're this movie and 
nine out of ten times, it seems that we didn't even need in the fucking movie that are offenders for this. Like, that shit I can't forgive. Along with the fact that this movie is long as fuck. Like, this, why is this movie as long as it is? Yeah. Even if it's just yeah. standard movie time, it felt like I was watching this shit for a full-on lifetime. There's a lot of conversations that can be cut out. Because there's a, a lot of the conversations that happen... Um, we end up in the same place we began. Like the conversations run in circles. We can get the information we need out of like two exchanges of dialogue, but they extend that to like 20 exchanges. There's a point where the mom is talking to the police officer and everything that she's saying to him is the exact, we learned all of it in the scene that was previous to this one. So we didn't Mm -hmm. need that next scene, but they kept it in for some reason. So if they cut all the fat, yeah, this movie could have been like a smooth, cool 110, 115. Right. It's like 140 or something. Um, And speaking of that scene where the police are watching the strip club footage back. (laughs) So they get that footage. It's like, (laughs) it's a gift. To them right and it's on a usb drive but it's inside of a present that was left on the sheriff's desk where did that present come from how did they drop that off there and none of the police officers notice it's all the sheriff's this office is, also is all after, the way in the back this is also after five federal agents have been murdered in that same office in cold blood Somehow they were able to get that gift dropped off. Then the sheriff and the deputy come in and see the gift. They want to check it. Like they want to see what's inside of it. So the deputy puts on a one rubber glove. <laughs> First of all, I don't know why shows always make it shows and movies always make it so dramatic when people put on rubber gloves. Like they always either like snap it onto their hand like a mad scientist or like he like blows into the glove as if he's trying to like I don't know. He blows into the glove and like snaps it on his hand, but he only puts one on. And then with the hand that doesn't have the glove on, he picks the USB up. I was like, that's where all the fingerprints are going to be. And it's covered in blood. Why are you touching it with your with your ungloved hand? How did you get a badge? Where is this town? Why can't anybody use a brain here? Like it's it's, <laughs> it's literally small shit like that that just shouldn't be a problem, but somehow is of like, just give the dude a second glove. Like, why? Why leave in that blatant little level of just idiocracy when you could just give him another fucking glove? Because what's the point? We wasted 25 seconds of his dramatic glove donning, and then he completely ignores why he put the glove on in the fucking first place and just gets Mm -hmm. his fingerprints all up on every bit of evidence that's on this desk right now. And that's something that they should have known. Like, if that was just a mistake, like, if they were like, oh, we don't have time to watch you put on another glove, whatever. But if that was a mistake, like, the actor didn't think about that, then they should have how did nobody not notice that i am no in no way a professional and i was thinking in my head like dude you're getting your handprints all over the usb and even more so than that even if that wasn't the problem there is blood all over that usb and 
I wouldn't be touching that. Like if I were you, it's just such a weird, it's such a small thing, but it sticks out so much because you guys are supposed to be like the professionals. You're supposed to be the police. You're the ones that we are following for most of this movie. And so I want you to be smarter. Like I want you to be better <laughs> than you not. are. This whole, this whole town is dumb. Like the entire town is dumb. Like honestly going through the list of every single kill, every like kill that was a person has some layer of stupid attached to it. Like every single one. Uh, the 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 only one that i'll say might be somewhat innocent is the first one because it looked like he just got hunted down and fucking killed but Mm -hmm. like the two turtle doves are them just being horny alone in a parking lot after a murder just fucking happened in their town a cop telling them hey you should probably go home and instead of leaving they're just like nah we're gonna finish fucking like that's that's what we're gonna do here and then they fucking die like the girls not running out or sorry the with the frenchins um with creepy creepy uh what's her face mrs claus coming to their door and being like hey um are you a lawyer blah 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 while clearly holding something behind her fucking back and you're just standing there answering all of her questions i, I can give the frenchins i'll give the frenchins a pass because they were at their house really because really? look, this is my reasoning for the Frenchins. They were at their house, minding their business. Yes, she came to the door and she was creepy. But if we are to believe that this is a small town and like everybody is kind of like not on guard because shit like that doesn't normally happen. I can say that maybe she just didn't know what to do. And also Santa was at the back door. So like really, even if she did something, they were gonna die. Like, like I yeah, will give them die. a pass. Because there there wasn't anything for them to do, I don't think. But that conversation between Harley Quinn and Mrs. Frenchie lasted far longer than it fucking should have. Like, I, Santa Claus would have murdered them regardless. But, like, she gave them ample time to set up their shit. We already talked about the five feds. The geese, I mean, they're geese. I let them pass. Uh, with Homegirl in the, in the swimming part, that for me was also, like, She's alone. She's alone in the in the lock in the locker room, I guess, right next to the swimming pool. And like she keeps hearing the shower get turned on. She knows she's the only person there. She goes, she turns off the shower, walks away and has it turn on again and yet proceeds to not find this weird and continue her practice. And also, how did she not? Where were they? Like, how were they turning on the shower and then disappearing so quickly that she couldn't see them. This is when I'm like, okay, this man, they try and justify his stealth by saying he's ex-military, but I'm like, that doesn't make him a ninja. Like he can't just disappear because he's ex-military. Like she would still see him in a bright red coat running from the showers. Like, huh? Yeah. (laughs) And then when she's like swimming, like she's doing laps in the pool and like she jumps in, does a lap to the other side. And when we see her at the other side, Santa Claus is very clearly (laughs) just standing on the other side of the fucking pool. And it takes her 
like I don't care how much you want to defend that that oh there was water in her eyes or blah 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 blah. She is not underwater. She's swimming on the fucking surface and she makes it all the way to the other side of the pool to then just be at Santa's feet before she looks up and says, "Oh my God, there's a person yeah. here!" Like, are you fucking kidding? Me? Also, why is she swimming with like all the lights off, basically? Like, right? I get it. You're there. Like, you're the last person there, but you can keep the lights on. If you know how to turn the lights off and stuff, wait until you're done. Why are you setting mood lighting at a pool? Like, <laughs> just be normal and then turn the lights off when you leave. And also, we'll get back to her because I have some I have some issues with that. But yeah. And then, of course, the strip club is ridiculous. A strip lot of those ridiculous. people could have survived. And then the 12 drummers drumming is dumb as well because jen and courtney and their boyfriends are all in attendance of this event despite the fact that many of courtney almost got murdered she was there uh for the for calling birds and saw all of her friends die but she still wants to go to this party and jen knows that a serial killer is on the loose and she still wants to go to the party like why are you do and her boyfriend was the one that set up the event why wouldn't you cancel that and why was this bar allowed to be open why didn't the police yeah, shut what the happened whole to town the curfew down that they talked about that never fucking happened and i will say real quick like homies you may have noticed that as we have been going through these kills and the song that we have continuously skipped over number 11 and the reason for that is because Eleven was such a cop-out piece of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> They're walking. So at some point, Santa's attacking Jen's actual oh, yeah. family. And the cops just know to go check the house because plot, right? And as they're walking up to the house, at some point, apparently, plumbers came by because there's just a, a, a plumbing van outside of their house with blood splatter on it and the and the sheriff's just looks at the deputy and he's like huh 11 pipers piping and they yeah. just keep walking <laughs> i was like, like bro are you serious and it's called like the piping company or something is what the name is on the van i'm like what kind of like storybook village town is this where everything <laughs> turtle dove point piping company frenchins like what magical world are they living in where everything works out perfectly for these people and, and you know i was gonna say even though it was a cop out i'm kind of glad it happened because you know what i didn't need those extra minutes added into the runtime of this movie like yeah i mean i was wondering at part of me was like oh i bet when they get to the drumming event there's gonna be like flute players that's what i thought it was gonna be <laughs> but yeah that works too um i think what they were trying yeah i don't know i don't know why they were there i don't I at first I thought, oh, did they drive that van there? Like, did m the clauses kill them and then just steal their company van? I don't know. It's it's kind of irrelevant. But yeah, that was eleven. And then let's talk about this ending. This yeah, whole, I was about to say the same thing. This like... whole thing with Jen. So finally, Jen's mom is being like extra sus the entire movie. She's being so fucking weird and. Jen, oh, and at the beginning of the movie, they set up this thing where, like, the mom and who Jen believes is her dad are going to get divorced. And so then, towards the end, 
uh, Jen does a little bit of digging and finds out that her mom is connected to this man named Nicholas Conway. So through this whole convoluted story, we find out that the mom was married to him and she got pregnant with Jen while she was with him. But he went away to war. And when he came back, he was crazy. He tried to kill the mom. They got divorced and he was put into a mental institution. And of course, she served him the divorce papers on Christmas Day. So now <laughs> he wants to reunite their family. And that's why he's targeting them and that's why he's killing people that are close to them i still don't get that whole element where it's like people that were connected to her have to die because how does he know like how did he know that the couple that were kissing uh the guy was jen's ex-boyfriend you know like how did yeah. he know those things i it's just and how did he know that courtney was jen's friend i don't know but anyway this guy is like all-knowing he can do everything so he gets to the bar and they kill everybody at the bar except for jen her boyfriend and courtney so then <laughs> he brings her he has the mom wrapped up in christmas lights and a bomb is strapped to her chest and then he brings out lisa why is lisa Tell me why. Tell me why is Lisa <laughs> still alive? Yeah. Why did they keep her alive? She should be dead. Why didn't they kill her? Like, why is she there? And then he's like, so I, uh, I'm giving a lot of, I'm giving a lot of leeway here. But like, I'm guessing now he, for whatever reason, he's trying to like mold Jen into himself. And he's like, all right, I got to teach you how to be a killer. Like, yeah, I'll learn how to kill. Like, if you're going to be part of this family, like, we're a killing family. So I'm going to teach you how to kill. And so he presents this ultimatum at some point um, after after offing her boyfriend, who was completely fucking useless. Like, Why did she homeboy, I don't know <laughs> what you thought you were going to do. Like, <laughs> I love how I love how he's like, do you love her? And the boyfriend's like, yeah. I love her. Like, bro, what? <laughs> he says it's so weird. He's like, yeah, I love her. And then the way that the conversation is happening, it's like Nicholas is standing in the middle of them. And then Jen is on one side and the boyfriend's on the other side. Nicholas keeps turning his back to the boyfriend. And I'm and like, just, just attack there. him. But he's, he's sitting there. He's just fucking standing there. And he's like, don't touch her. Leave her alone. And what does he say? He was like, I won't, I won't let him take away the one thing I love in this world. Bro, what? You've been missing this whole movie. What do you mean she's the one thing you love in this world? And he was kind of an asshole to her earlier in the movie. So it just was so weird. But and I, yeah, he... No, go, oh, ahead, go ahead. Finish, finish, oh, finish, no, no, I was just going to say, but if you're going to have the boyfriend, kill Lisa, get rid of her coming back, and just do the boyfriend. Have her have to choose between the mom and the boyfriend instead of the mom and Lisa. Yeah, I was like, that ultimatum, really I was like, what was... So, yeah, he presents the ultimatum after killing the boyfriend of like, all right, well, now we're going to play a game where you have to make a choice. He goes full jigsaw where he's like, all right, either your mom dies or your friend dies. And they have her pick her friend, which I don't fucking... Under I thought so because both the lights... So the lights on them are on. 
And so he's like, make a choice, make a choice. You got 10 seconds to make a choice. And she makes a choice and the lights on the friend go off, which in my head is that's her turning off her bomb. See, and what I thought was that because we come to find out everything is like a trick, like everything he's doing to her, because there's a point where he's like has her put the gun up to his head and he's like, pull the trigger, kill me, kill me. And so she does. And there's nothing and there's not a bullet in the gun. And so then the the two bombs aren't really real either because they don't ever end up going off. I thought that when she pressed that, she thought she was pressing the bomb to go off, but it really just turned the lights off. So I thought oh, she chose okay. her friend to die and her mom to live, but because the bomb was never going to go off, it just like turned the lights off so that they knew who she chose. Like they knew, oh, you chose me to die. They didn't make it clear. Like they should have yeah, made it clearer I mean, it, because obviously it, it was confusing. could have been that, but like I, I don't. I don't I but I know. wasn't even sure. I was like, that's kind of a stretch, but I'm going to assume she chose to save her mom because Lisa was kind of like a nothing character. Yeah, um, we saw Lisa like all like two times throughout this fucking movie. Yeah, so I'm going to assume she chose her mom because what the fuck? Um, but yeah, and then... <laughs> And then he gives her a grenade. He pulls the pin out and throws a grenade in her hand. And he's like, hold on tight to this <laughs> or else we're going to die. I'm like, what? Why is what this was the, happening? What was the what was the fucking plan here? Because he's like, all right, he's doing this right while playing these saw games with her all holiday long. And I'm trying to think of like what the end game here was because you have her holding a grenade, air quotes, that what is she supposed to do? Just hold the grenade forever? Like what what is your plan here? Like what where does where do we go from here? Right. And then it just turns out A to be a smoke bomb, which that's that's when Santa went full ninja because the deputy <laughs> finally gets there. Um so for the record, I'm pretty sure they shoot both Mr. and Mrs. Claus. They both get shot, but you have a hard time noticing because it doesn't seem like either of them notice that they've been shot. No. Because they seem completely fine and have no injuries on yeah, them whatsoever. They're totally fine. They barely react to getting shot. It's almost like they just kind of flinch. It's almost like you pinched them. And then also Mrs. Claus is outside. Courtney gets caught in the bear trap and baby, Mrs. Bear trap. baby bear trap and mrs claus is outside instead of they had to buy time though because they didn't want courtney to die so they just have her like mrs claus is like licking her and <laughs> being really weird and suggestive and like courtney's like coming come and get it i was like is this a porn <laughs> porno beginning it was so weird it became like so weirdly sexual because they had to waste time until the deputy got there and shot mrs claus and saved courtney i before before we keep going i will say though um my favorite scene with mrs claus is right before they kill jen's parents when he does the reveal of like meet mrs claus and she like <laughs> <laughs> she comes down she comes down the stairs, but she looks like one of the fucking monkeys from like Wizard of Oz because she's like <laughs> going back and forth, just doing her Harley Quinn. La like, yo, I, I will say so this whole weird. movie was worth it for that one scene because I was dying, dude. That was so, so funny. 
it's so weird it's like in it's like when you're playing um like donkey kong and you're not making him move and he's like bobbing up and down that's what she looks like coming downstairs and she's yeah and she's laughing the, the whole time on her for so long oh my like God. just cut away but they're like nah she look she's she's doing it like yo she's killing it on there. they're like wow this is good and she's like holding the baseball bat in both of her hands too it's just so bizarre i like and it's supposed to be i i had to laugh because it's supposed to be scary and the mom is like like freaking out as she's coming down the stairs but yeah that was probably my favorite my favorite (laughs) mrs claus moment as well my favorite but also my least favorite because it's so awkward the best and worst part of the fucking movie but so weird (laughs) But yeah, so she gets arrested. Jen drops the grenade for whatever. I don't know why. Because it's so dumb. Yeah, he comes in. The sheriff comes in and shoots Santa Claus. And then he goes on this thing where he's like, I'll always come back for you. I'll always find you. So what are you going to do about it? So then Jen decides that she is going to drop the grenade to kill him. But I'm like, okay, you know you're going to kill everybody, right? If that was a real grenade, you would have just killed everybody. Like, just let him arrest the man. But of course she doesn't. She drops it. It's a smoke grenade. And yeah, somehow... He becomes a magician and he's gone instantly. He is gone, like completely disappeared. It, we don't see him get up and run or anything. He just has vanished. And then the sheriff has the audacity to say, it's okay, you're safe now. And not even try and chase <laughs> after him. I was like, no, she's not. Now he's free and he's out there running wild in the streets and the sheriff just lets him go. Yeah, uh-huh. and then... And then, of course, we get the there could be a sequel ending of him going and freeing Mrs. Claus out of jail where I'm like, y'all should know better. Y'all should know damn well you ain't getting no damn sequel after this movie. I don't even know why you attempted to set that shit up. Like, What's up, homies? Roshane coming at you from the editing booth. Um, I also wanted to stop in really quickly to inform you guys that it has recently come to our attention that this movie does in fact have a sequel it is called the nights before christmas and it also has a third movie called one christmas night in a toy store which is scheduled for pre-production in 2021 and quite frankly i don't know if i want to live in this world anymore but yeah we're gonna go back to the episode now like i don't care i don't care about these people i'm so mad that they let him be free i'm mad that he came back for mrs claus his reasoning didn't make sense he wanted them to be a family but then he he didn't want he wanted to teach her how to kill people i don't know man but also they have the deputy the deputy is like sitting there watching mrs claus he's the only person why would they have only one person watching her when they know that santa claus is probably going to come back for her like, because this town is so stupid where is There's the rest of the police dumb. department <laughs> maybe they're dead at this point maybe santa claus just killed them all at this point in the movie i'd believe it the man has superpowers he's probably murdered 20 people since he left that bar probably yeah they go outside and the entire town is just slaughtered yeah (laughs) apparently because nobody has security um 
but at that point in time and at that point in time they were like oh all these people are going to the hospital um like early into the morning they're still transporting people to the hospital and i'm like how many people did he kill like how many people did he really kill because i mean according to them he slaughtered the entire bar and not a single one of them had the thought to just leave even though there's like you know over 20 people in this bar and two murderers no At one least. with yeah. with with only melee weapons have you oh well, okay and a crossbow and well, a crossbow yeah, but, but a crossbow you have to reload and like oh i don't know dude. and it's can we not just, like can we just rate it <laughs> yeah i'm so over this fucking movie dude. <laughs> Yes, we can go it. Let we can go ahead and rate it. Let's just go ahead and rate it out of golden rings. Out of golden five golden rings. rings. Yeah. All right. So out of gold out of five gold rings, I will say that, you know, Erica, when we started this podcast, um, I really didn't believe that we would ever find a movie that was worse than Bye Bye Man. I thought I thought we had peaked. I thought that we had reached the pinnacle of terrible horror movies, but I was wrong. I was very wrong. And to um, commemorate this uh, very important moment, I am think I'm going to give my first one out of five for this particular movie because I just feel like I was disrespected by the movie that I watched. Um <laughs> It was just so bad on so many layers. Like the the script was awful. Nothing fucking made sense. They didn't really try and justify fucking anything. I don't know how this movie got the budget that it had. I I'm just like I was just I left this movie movie mad. Like I was just <laughs> upset afterwards. So I'm giving it one out of five because I in the holiday spirit I can't be heartless enough to just give it a straight zero out of five but this is a very easy one out of five for me i will go ahead and give this i'll give it a one i'll give it a 1.5 golden rings you are so kind i you am are so nice i'm feeling generous and like i said i did enjoy the 12 days of christmas thing and i think i enjoyed it more for myself because then i just was like oh, okay well this is going to happen and this is going to happen, like figuring out how they were going to do all of the deaths from there. Like that kept me entertained. And there are some moments in here that are because this movie is played so seriously and so straight. There are some moments in here that were funny because they were played so serious, but they were so ridiculous. And like, I'll give them that. So but everything else was, yeah, was a miss for me. It doesn't make sense. None of this movie makes sense. And I mean, come on. Come on, guys. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing with this? What are we thinking? So yeah, for the 12 days of Christmas, I'll give them one and a half golden rings. But even that, it's like they didn't even come up with that. Like that's already a song that they just <laughs> stole. And we're like, we could do something with this. Um, so yeah, I will give them. I'll give them that because I'm feeling... I'm feeling nice at the moment. <laughs> no, nah, this movie deserves a stocking stuffed with coal 
and then proceed to be thrown off a bridge. <laughs> I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> okay, guys, that that's it for our review of Once Upon a Time at Christmas. Like I said, this movie is on Hulu. If you are so inclined to check it out, it's on there. Go ahead, give it a watch. Let us know what you think. Let us yeah, know. Prove us, prove us wrong. <laughs> prove, prove to us that this is an amazing mm, movie, yeah. and we're just being, we're just being a little too uh, picky Grinch with our choices. For being some Grinches, maybe. But yeah, let us know what you guys think, and <laughs> let us know what your favorite, what your favorite um, death is, what your favorite killing spree is. Um, mine is the Frunchins, so let us know what you think. <laughs> um, but as always, guys. Oh, did you want to say what your favorite one was, or are you good? Or did you not have a favorite one? I'll, you know what? I'll give it to Six Geese Lang. Why? <laughs> because they had the audacity to throw the book at them, and they still didn't fucking get it. So you know what? That that one that one gets my favorite spot for bold boldness alone. Yeah, but I also like Partridge in a Pear Tree because of the pear, eh? And also because <laughs> when they find out, when he's like, what's his last name? What's his last name? And he's like, Partridge. <laughs> I like that. I like that, too. Pear? Pear Tree? Uh, uh, what was his name? The, the, the mall Santa, this, the, the guy, the Santa at the mall. Come on, come on, come on. I got it, got it here. Uh, what? James. James. James what? Partridge? J hey, wake everybody up. I've got it. Um, but yeah, let us know which one your favorite is, guys. As always, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We very much appreciate it, and it really helps us with the algorithm with the podcast it helps us get seen by more people so if you wouldn't mind doing that we would very much appreciate it you can always um, send us movie recommendations or requests or just come chat with us on our social media we are at homies of horror on everything um, you can go ahead and dm us on any of those or if you prefer or if you have any business inquiries you can email us homies of horror at gmail.com but yep that is it for us today homies we will be seeing you guys next monday and we hope that you guys have a great rest of your day yeah catch you later homies bye